Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park May 15th, 2020, Friday Night Smackdown. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar, and he's been on a 72-hour bender. He hasn't showered, he hasn't slept, but he keeps the drinks going. It's Friday Night Raj Geary joining us tonight in for Matt Morgan. Woo! Glenn, nice to see you got dressed up for the occasion. I thought I'd go fancy Friday. I'd put on the sparkly tie. We are balancing each other out there, Glenn. Yes, it's good. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Raj? I'm having some... Uh... Pinot Grigio. We had uh, we're having a Zoom call here right after this show with some friends in California, and and uh, we had some friends over earlier tonight. Our neighbors, still social distancing, six feet away, but we're in the backyard having pizza. Yeah, nice. Well, not to be outdone, I filled up the cocktail shaker tonight. Get a little something going here. Cheers, my uh, Manhattan on. Just... Yes. Yeah, Justin's got his own. What, what do you got there, Justin? Vodka and Sprite. Damn, we're going to have a party. It's called the Absolute Lamar. <laughs> oh, but wait. Not complete. Not without. No, there you go. Classic. Because oh. I'm fancy. Yeah. Oh. Rico Suave. Cheers, yeah, guys. Strong. Cheers, Neo, in the chat. Yes, good to see everyone tonight. It's Friday. It's SmackDown. And tonight's show flew by. There were some good moments or some stuff I wasn't as big on, but I have to say overall, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, Justin? Yeah, there really wasn't a glaring weakness to the show. I mean, there were some, there, there's some performers. There really wasn't it. a glaring weakness. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's like, well, no, I mean, that is a compliment. Like, I mean, and it helps. It's a two hour show. Uh, I just feel that SmackDown, especially overall, God, SmackDown's just far more concentrated. There's continuity, there, there, there's like actual commitment to, to, to stories. Um, and so that, 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 that's good. Um, you know, there's some, some guys and girls I care less about than others, but that's going to be any show. But I, this was definitely, uh, this was one of the better SmackDowns recently in the performance center era. Yeah. It flew by, uh, Raj, isn't it interesting? Who would have thought that the top wrestling story hanging over WWE programming all week after money in the bank is Becky Lynch going off to become a mother and stepping away from the business. Yeah. I mean, it just shows what a superstar she's become. I mean, this was all over the place. It's, it's the, I mean, and it's got legitimately the most interest of, of fans online and, and everywhere else. I mean, she, sometimes you just get used to, you know, uh, being in, in your, with what's going on. And when you step back and realize where Becky Lynch was two years ago, two and a half years ago, and where she is now and the star that she's become i mean it's a it's a huge deal and she you know she made herself into that star so um congrats to her i mean it, it's it's 
great news. Um, you know, there is there is always that flip side where WWE is down two big stars with Roman Reigns and Becky, and now yeah. you know also Brock Lesnar. Um, but for Becky, I mean, it's it's awesome. But fear not, tonight we had Money in the Bank winner Otis with five thousand percent more pelvic thrusting. <laughs> the face of SmackDown. It, look, the, the 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 cartwheeling and even the pelvic thrusting, like it fits the, uh, the the Chris Farley wackiness. It fits the Otis. I'm okay with it, except for when in the opening segment with Miz and Morrison on on this TV, when Otis is actually speaking about his mother and he's gyrating at everything he says like dude you're talking about your mom calm down that makes it a little weird but otherwise i'm i'm, I'm pretty on with the otis uh i'm on the otis c- caterpillar bandwagon whatever so i i am a last minute replacement for matt he had texted during this it's raining hard uh starting next week he's going to be back in his office no longer in the truck so the air is over the wife's finally letting him back in the house well yeah <laughs> Exactly. But uh, tonight it's raining, so he couldn't do it. So I'm filling in. I did not watch SmackDown. I don't watch these empty arena shows now until the next day where I could have it on the background. I don't have to watch it. Um, But I will say this. Otis, man, he's such a likable character. He's he's such he's so good at his gimmick. It feels real. He feels authentic. Sure. I don't see him as a world champion, though. And I think him winning the title would bring it down. Me and Ryback were actually on, on his next oh. podcast. We kind of had a little discussion about it because Ryback loves Otis. Um, I just Four don't... minutes and 50 seconds in, he's name dropping Ryback already. Oh, when does that? Yeah, I waited that long. Yeah. When does that, yeah. when does that episode come out? Rush? Um, Give Monday. it the plug on Monday. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I just don't see Otis as a, I mean, granted you've had people in the world title picture in WWE that never felt like a world champion, like Jack Swagger, you know, uh, some guys like that, but I just don't see Otis in that picture. I think Mandy Rose is going to screw him. I mean, uh, out of the title. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was getting a mental image there, and it looked like the letter Q or maybe a lowercase p. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, as Joey Dorgen's pointing out, I thought the fat shaming of Otis and the learning disability thing was hard to watch. That what? was a weird promo, like... They were... They fat well, shamed him quite a bit, but then Otis just said at one point, like, I had a learning disability. He did have dyslexia. He grew up with dyslexia. Uh, and I fully respect that, and it's a great character backstory, but I'm saying to drop that in the middle of this promo where it was the Miz and Morrison, like, ripping on him, it was a little... Uh... Mm. Well, you know, like, I mean, as much of an Otis fan as I am, uh, applause, uh, as much... <laughs> piping in crowd noise. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're piping it in like WWE should. Um as much of an Otis fan as I am, I mean, I agree with Raj on the perspective right now that, like, if he won the world title now, uh, yeah, he doesn't quite fit it. But what they did tonight or what they started to do definitely felt like they have a maybe a long-term commitment in terms of, like, they're trying to get that sympathy. They're trying to get that, like, hey, he's a, you know, he's a, he, you know, he's a, he, you know, he's got weakness. He's been picked on. He's, you know, he, he walks around with a lot of confidence and, and fun lovingness, but, you know, he, um, you know, he has vulnerability. So, I mean, I do think while, yeah, they fat shamed him and, 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 and talk about the dyslexia. I do think that um, if we, if they let this run out, if they actually let this burn, if Mandy doesn't screw him, if they actually let this slow burn and we do see some like real points of weakness, some, some real heavy bully material from whatever heals, 
I mean, do think it could start to build to you want to see the comeback and you want to see this guy become champion. And maybe over time, as he main events more shows like he did tonight, and he's in the ring with more major players like Braun, uh, we might be able to start to buy into him being created as just the next babyface. That, that... Well, I don't know. But this bullying thing, I mean, they've done this so many times. I feel like we hear what's going on in Vince McMahon's head where it's like, Daniel Bryan, you're short. It's like, uh, uh, what was it to uh, Naomi, uh, I believe, was like, you don't look like Mandy does. You know, Otis, you're fat. Like, it's just uh, just so, like, low-hanging fruit. It's lazy almost at a certain point. And, and not just that, Glenn. I haven't seen tonight's episode. But in general, when they do that, when they try to move a character into that space where they're now the victim or, or vulnerable, who have you seen benefited from when, they, when they've ever done that? I, I feel like it, it never works. It always brings a character down. Um, you know, Braun Strowman, when they humanized him, it, he, he, he went from being a main event monster, like a true possible drawing uh, card to just another guy. And I, I just feel like anytime they do that, where they try to play, you know, play on, uh, yeah, you know, play on those strings, it, it just never works. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, it was a it was a really tall task for them to try to make the seven foot Braun Strowman or nice, not seven foot six, eight Braun Strowman, but he's, but he's just, he's huge. It was a tall task to try to like really make him feel like he's the guy that can come from under, you know, that I never done that. that. Like now he's, he's just a, he's, he's a star. He's not the, the superstar that he, he, he felt like he was on the verge of becoming like an undertaker type of character. And now he's just a big, he's the big show as opposed to the undertaker. Yeah, I could see that. I think, um, I think Vince McMahon thinks he's doing some kryptonite level shit, but I don't think what he doesn't understand is that kryptonite was a, a tied in origin weakness from Superman's home planet, a weird exotic uh, element that someone could track down and use against him. It wasn't like, oh, it's a personality flaw. Like, oh, he's Superman, but it, you know, it's like saying, but Clark Kent's a nerd. And that's like his vulnerability. Like, that's not how it works. Who do you think he's purposely, when he sees someone getting really over, he, Either he's missing something or he's bringing them down because he doesn't want them to get too big. I guess. I don't know. It was weird tonight how much they leaned on it. And I think that I get that he was happy. I get that he was celebrating. That all makes sense. But with the amount of pelvic thrusting, the rubbing his stomach, like it really seems like they said, and now it's time for Otis 2.0. He's fatter and he's happier about it. And that's all anyone's ever going to talk about. Like it, you'll notice it when you watch tomorrow, Raj. It was a theme tonight. It was a little... Uh, on the nose, as it were. Hmm. Uh, Justin Lopez, $2 Super Chat. Cheers, guys. Podcast about to be lit. We will try. I think I'm going to be ready for another uh, refill my drink uh, there in a minute. Uh, you what, know what is a good drinking song, by the way? <laughs> do tell. Uh, or just on in the background. Is this year's WrestleMania theme? Like, I, I didn't care about it that much when it was on during WrestleMania. But I've been hearing it more and more. And it is... A really good song, "Blinding Lights" uh, by, the, by weekend, the weekend. Yes, it's in fact, really uh, good. I updated my playlist for the first time, and I'll have to share it on Twitter again. I made this mega Spotify playlist of current music that sounds like '80s music. Yeah, like all these bands, the and that's what I love about it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So I added that to the playlist. I've uh, been jamming out to that. Michael anything, said, anything for a Mania soundtrack is better than what I had to hear over and over and over in Dallas years ago. Oh, T.I. Welcome to my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 who was that? Was that T.I. or Flow Rider? That's Flow, Flow Rider. Oh, it's uh, Flow, yeah. Flow Rider has made so much money off WBI. I would love to know the total net, net revenue he's gotten. <laughs> By the way, 
I'll share these moments. Uh, it wasn't until 2015, maybe five years after he'd been out, when I went, Florida, Florida, I get it. Mm-hmm. It, it took it, a little it, while. It took me a little while, too. Yes. Oh. Almost not that long, clever. but... <laughs> Well, not like uh, the best one, which was uh, in the year 2014. My wife never lets me uh, forget this, where I was putting on my shoes and I went, oh, rubber sole. I get it. That was clever on the Beatles part. Never understood the little play on words before with that. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr., $3. I read an article that Otis is now a single star. Raj, any? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, Otis really likes Tucker. And I don't think he wants, I think he sees what's going on where, Tucker is kind of going in the uh, the background. I think he really wants to to help Tucker out and uh, keep him involved. But WWE definitely has singles plans for Otis. So I mean, it's clear. Yeah, yeah Tucker I mean, not on the show tonight. Yeah, I mean, you could tell from the moment. I mean, you could tell from the very early on, well before the current storylines, that. Uh, and I don't mean this is disrespect to Tucker, and I'm not to say that his career is over because we don't know. They maybe they do something, but just in perspective, Tucker was the Genetti, Otis was the Michaels. You could tell who the focus was going to be on out the gate. You know, one was Billy Gunn, one was Bart Gunn. Maybe Tucker, maybe you know, maybe Otis. If if Otis proves to have some staying power and stays on the higher end of the card and gets a little bit more uh, pull, for a lack of a better term. Maybe he really pitches hard and gets, you know, Tucker, maybe Tucker comes in and heel turns on him, but gets Tucker some some paydays and some and some booking. But, yeah, Otis is the focus here. Tim Krangle saying, I say Tucker costs Otis the cash in. And Justin Lopez, $5 super chat. I'm just glad it looks like they're not wasting the case on the tag titles. There was an interview on WWE.com saying they were going to go for a tag title championship. So I guess upside is Vince sees something. No, uh, no. Otis did the interview. Uh, it was it, it was somewhere else, but he was saying like if he went won money in the bank, he'd he'd want to go after the tag titles, uh, which is clearly not the case. I think again, I think he's just trying to keep Tucker's name in the conversation, uh, just because he's he, you know he's Otis is one of those guys of any wrestler I've talked to that uh, where where Otis has come up, everyone loves him. He mm. he, re, he legitimately is a good guy backstage. People really are happy for him. So. Uh, I've not heard one bad. He was kind of like Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns, I never heard a bad thing about Roman. And you would think you would with how how much he was pushed, regardless. But uh, re- with the wrestlers, even Enzo, who was kicked off a bus by Roman, has nothing to, but positive things to say about Roman. Same thing with Otis. So, uh, Neurotic613 <laughs> saying I look like a restaurant manager. Yes, I've been furloughed, sheltering or in place. Like a Vegas... Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Did I, Raj, you remember at Starcast, I was wearing that suit because I was there in an official capacity uh, with blue. Actually, I was wearing a, a, a sport coat, uh, but dress pants. I was dressed up. Do you know how many people came up to me at Caesar's Palace with that badge on, like asking me where things were? Like, like someone yeah. chatted me up at uh, the bar, and I was just trying to like uh, get out of there. And someone was like, "Are you a cop?" And I was like, "No, Jesus Christ." <laughs> Carlos <laughs> looks like the next day over that Glenn is gonna have tomorrow morning. It is like a before and after. Before and Justin's the during. Before, during, and after. <laughs> well, let me tell you, uh, if you buy like a, a Coles or uh, you know Marshall's level uh, sport coat and wear it around a Vegas casino, people will assume you're security. Or well, if you wear it around a wrestling event at a Vegas casino, yes, for sure. That's true. That's true. Uh Ross McLean, four ninety nine euros. Not a fan of the wrestlers flaunting the briefcase every week. Rather, they had the briefcase with them less often to give the cash in more credibility. That briefcase becomes like your accessory. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, these wrestlers talk about how much of a pain it is traveling with it. 
because you do got to fly with it. It's not like you give it to the office and they'll bring it for you. It, it you're stuck with it. It's uh, and it's a pain to travel with. Yes, and so uh, what did Otis reveal tonight was in there? He had meat. meat. <laughs> Bratwurst, I think. Yeah, because I know Corey Graves alluded to it on commentary beforehand, and then like Miz had a line like, "Yeah, that's like that's that's supposed to represent like you know future world champion, and you're using it as a lunchbox <laughs> or something." Uh, so that was uh, the opening. I don't know. I mean, like, look, I get that they're pushing him. Um, this is what it's going to be. So we had Ms. TV opening the show. We had Otis carry the briefcase out. We had them uh, fat shame him a bit. Oh, uh, he said he had uh, the contract in the briefcase, Rolaids, Gas X, and a Bratwurst for yeah. later. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, they kept mentioning how he didn't. Climb with the ladder. Uh, he broke it. In fact, they kept re-showing that. And then Morrison asked Otis if he was pregnant. Good Lord. To which Miss said, you can't be pregnant. He's a dude. And then Morrison replied, it's 2020. Anything's possible. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. I, I like Miz and Morrison together. I feel like they really complement each other well. Well, it's it's like it's like it's like when two guys who are actual friends have a match. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like there's just there's a level of trust there. There's just yeah. a level of like they're having fun. It, you know, this is a level of trust. I, I always said that about um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Their yeah. matches were off the chart because and their programs were off the chart because like they're such good friends. There's just a level of trust of like they can do they can they can push the boundaries and not worry about like um, you know uh, offending each other. Basically, it's just there's a trust. Yeah. So WWE stripping Sammy. Do we want to talk about that later when we get into? Yeah, the, let's talk about that later. So, yeah. Uh, also, it's interesting. Miz and Morrison came out to Miz's music tonight. I feel like it's been a while since we've heard that on TV. Well, no, Miz came out to his, and then Morrison came. Oh, out that's to right. His. Wait, did sure? I, I know Miz came out to his. Miz came out, and then he signaled for Morrison. Morrison came out to his. Maybe did they switched they? back to Miz, but Morrison definitely got his yeah. own entrance. So anyhow, the segment with Otis set up a match for uh, against. Miz and Morrison, but Otis needed to find a partner. Oh my God, that's a plot line that could run through the entire episode. Uh, so he could face, they lean back on this, what, at least once every three months? Got to find your mystery partner, your mm-hmm. mystery date. Who will it be? It's a, to find it's, out a, more. it's a Sadie Hawkins dance. Who's, who's Otis going to ask? <laughs> um, then they revealed that Sami Zayn was stripped of the Intercontinental Championship. More on that later. And we're going to have uh, a tournament to crown a new WWE Intercontinental Champion. It's going to be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke, then Elias versus Corbin, Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, and Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. Tonight, we have the start with Elias versus Baron Corbin. And uh, Justin, 30th time's the charm, right? Really yeah. turned a corner on this? Uh, yeah, real quick before we get to that match, I want to point out one thing that was in the middle of that. They went to one of their – they went to a – I think it was the first time on SmackDown. They went to a highlight of the night – where they like show a previous match or clip, and it was sponsored by Miller Lite. And oh. I put the question on Twitter: When was the last time that a uh, an alcohol, a beer company, a brand uh, was sponsored with WWE? So that was just I, I don't know the answer to that, but I it was a highlight of the night sponsored by Miller Lite. I don't know if WWE sold it. I don't know if Fox sold it. But either way, it's 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 on WWE programming, which is interesting. I'll what do you it? one better. They had a hard liquor pre-show sponsor mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, but well, before who, that, it, it's we were probably talking about like the '80s when they had Miller Lite. Remember when Jesse the Body was in those yeah. Miller Lite commercials with uh, I think it was Bob Uecker. It was like less filling, tastes great. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justin's too young to remember the movement. <laughs> there was less filling, t- the debates. 
Right. The heated arguments that broke out around this country. It's wild to think that during Steve Austin's uh, run that they never had a beer sponsor. It's amazing it took well, him till this long, to a couple years ago, to finally start making his own beer. Yeah. Well, and uh, which I actually just had the other day and uh, uh, told him that I had it. Uh, like, like it's actually, and I'm not an IPA guy. It's actually pretty good. It, it's kind of like a closest comparison would be like a Sierra Nevada. Pretty, See, Sierra bad. Nevada is one of my favorite beers. So I'm it, yeah, it, it's not. It's not bad. I just me personally, like I'm, I, I am more of a light beer person. I, if I'm drinking beer, I can't have for Steve Austin's beer. I can't have more than like two in a time. Mm-hmm. It just. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of the same way with IPAs now. But you mentioned that Raj, you know, something I remember noticing back in the day, he would call them Steve Weisers. They never did get a Budweiser deal. He called them Steve Weisers, but then he he abruptly stopped. And I almost think they might have had a deal, but it was not something that was publicized, which I don't know how because they were a public company, I think. But they, he stopped calling them Steve Weisers, and there was a period of time where he was exclusively getting thrown Miller Lights. Yeah. That was the beer that the timekeeper, whoever, the stagehand that would throw him the beers in like probably early 2000s. It was a Miller Lights, and then, so I always wondered, like, that's interesting. Like, have they gotten Miller Lite to like sign off and say, "Look, we'll have Steve only drink Miller Lite," but they never publicized that. Yeah, you, shit's going down at Rogers' house. I too. know there is. I, I mentioned we had friends here. Some of them are still here, so uh, or neighbors. Social distancing still, but uh, right. <laughs> see, I'm committed to this podcast. I stepped away. And there's a wild party going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael Cesar's $2. Corey Graves returns to the ring is imminent. Any updates? No. Yeah, um, he says he'd like to, but he's not going to. Um, yeah. it, it's, it, I don't see it happening. It sucks because he's a Pittsburgh guy. He came up here at IWC Wrestling, who I work with. He, he's very talented in the ring. And I know that these incidents like Daniel Bryan and Edge give him hope. But I honestly think if nothing else... The, the office will say, Corey, and I, I, I coincidentally tweeted something tonight about how he is the best color commentator on any pro wrestling oh, yeah. TV right oh. now. I think they'll say, Corey, you're so good on the, on, the, on, the, on the commentary desk, we can't lose you. Corey has worked with Cole. Oh. He's worked with Tom Phillips. He's worked with Vic Joseph. He's worked with everybody, two-man team, three-man teams, and he is good no matter what. He's quick. Like, I think if nothing else, even if they thought that he could go and they, that he got cleared – they would say we can't afford to lose you on the commentary desk. He, he's the most entertaining commenta- commentator in WWE by far right now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's the MVP right now. Uh, and he, but, he gets a lot of crap. I mean, he, you know, in the Observer Awards, he'll get, like, worst announcer. But it's like these guys – all right, I, I don't want to get started on the Observer. but No, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's people – a lot of those people that don't realize this is entertainment and take, you know, things too seriously um, – but Corey is really good at what he does. He's not Jesse the Body Ventura or anything like that, but he is the best right now at that in that role. He is he is such a quick thinker, and none of us, none of us, nobody in the ch- in the chat room to be watching can relate to what it's like to be in the headset to have to f- focus on what's going on in the ring, know the production elements that are be flying in. Are we showing a replay? Do we need to like cut to this graphic? Never know when Vince is going to chime in. He is so good on his feet to stay in the moment and be able to handle all that traffic. Yeah, and he's he's really good. Yeah. Uh, Bob the Builder, five dollars Canadian, saying Vince needs to put his ego aside and get Punk. He's interested. Right. Why would you? Okay, Bob the Builder, if if that was going to happen, why would you waste that when you don't have uh, the ability to cash in on on the on the on the gate on the ticket sales? Even if Punk and Vince were talking right now like schoolgirls giggling to get to do business together, you would wait and hold that off until you could profit in the most 
possible way, which you can't do under this pandemic situation. Well, I, I think he means like getting Punk back just as a commentator. Like if he's not oh. going to wrestle again, uh, why not add him to the announcement? And I think he'd be fantastic for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't know if Punk wants to do it. Honestly, I think I'm so done with CM Punk and WWE, you know, those them doing something together. It's clear there is a it's not happening. Terrible Trey 89, 499 Super Chat saying, do we really believe Otis will cash in and win the title? Or is it more likely he'll either lose the briefcase in a mash, match or fail his cash-in? I think he fails the cash-in. I think Mandy Rose uh, turns on him and he goes to cash it in. Mandy Rose turns on him and, and we go on to the next feud. But I think I think he will be elevated. I think he'll be, you know, upper upper mid-card, lower main event, you know. Everything Raja said is the most probable right now, but the longer it goes that he that he holds on to it, like so if we're in August and he's still holding on to it, the longer it goes makes me think they are holding out until Vince can get a situation where he has fans, whether he yeah. whether he takes up residency in a state and venue that's allowing it, like Florida, like Arizona, or whatever the case may be. The longer it goes, the better chance that oh, that they're they're waiting for the right moment, but you know. But, well, yeah. SummerSlam, Vince McMahon apparently is uh, hell bent on having it in front of uh, in front of a live audience with with fans. Yeah. So, and and there are states that are more and more willing to do it. So we'll we'll see. Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, Governor DeSantis in Florida said today, you know, he I mean, he's welcoming pro sports teams to work out to have competition. Arizona's the same way, and that's just today. I mean, look, today the shelter in place got lifted here where I'm at, where I'm at in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. So, I mean, that's just today, May 15th. You know, if we look back, what's happened in the last two months? We, oh it, it's just been... The last so, two months have been three years. So who knows where we'll be in three months from now when SummerSlam would take place. So, I mean, I, I do think, and I've heard a lot of unofficial stuff, but I've heard Vince is trying to find, whether it's a residency somewhere, to where he can do TV in a building that's bigger than the PC, uh, where, but where he could do TV and have, even if it's just you know, 5,000 fans to something that could otherwise hold 20,000. He wants to get people there. Yeah. Um, Savan Varvar wants to set it off $5. <laughs> what makes the Observer Awards legit? One man's opinion? To me, Meltzer needs to hang it up. Cat's out of the bag in 2020. He fabricates stories clearly. Oh, man. I Look, I respect Dave. I, I think he's the... Um, he, he is, you know, the... The, the wrestling Robin Leach of wrestling journalism. Yeah, he's uh, but he's not balanced when he talks about WWE and AEW by by any means. I mean, anyone list that listens to him knows he'll rip WWE to shreds for having Jerry Lawler on the show. But AEW with Jim Ross, he might start to say, "Well, I'm not sure." You know, it's like ah, I'm not sure about that. Ah, I don't necessarily agree with that. But if it's WWE Jerry Lawler, he'll rip him to shreds. It's not balanced. Uh, but at the same time, Meltzer is. He is the wrestling journalist. He's he's the best at what he does. Um, but the people that subscribe to that newsletter, you know, they they're of his ilk for the most part, and the ones voting. So, I think you know, I, like the Ultimate Warrior will never be in the Observer Hall of Fame, and I don't like the I don't respect the Warrior as a person. But he's one of the most iconic characters in the history, you know, in modern day wrestling. He should be in a Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, and the fact that he wouldn't even be considered for that one. Just, it just kind of speaks to, and, and, and you got, you know, all these people that people have never heard of that are in, it just kind of speaks to 
the people that you know that follow that. Well, I but think it's like I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Anything where it's a self-selecting small group that puts people in, right? Like, is gonna clearly overlook personalities and have biases based on their own critical consensus, right? Which kind of makes it, you know, even though WWE Hall, of, you know, WWE's Hall of Fame has no, you know, there's no criteria. Um, you know, it's not even, there's not even a physical location. There should be eventually in Florida, but even that, you could at least say WWE's Hall of Fame. They at least like Vince has not held grudges for the most part. I mean, he's done business and gotten Brett back. He's done business and got Warrior back. Done business and got Bruno back. Like so, at least they like. And granted, WWE profits off of it. I'm not going to like act like that's not a profit for him in there. But like, yeah, at least at least WWE like even if they've had problems and Vince has been willing to bury that. I mean, obviously, there's guys like. Nails is never going to get to go into the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, there's certain guys that didn't accomplish much, and they buried the, the the bridge by their behavior. But like, I don't know. But with Dave, Dave's Dave's longevity in the in covering it is 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 commendable. Dave's uh, attention to details of like tracking down like gate revenue and attendance and trying to like really find those hard numbers that's commendable. But yeah, like at the same point, like Ross saying, you can hear an, uh, a whiff of balance. And whenever I've listened to him, I, I don't, I don't listen to Dave's audio a lot. But whenever I have, I always just think to myself, this is a guy who you can never get a word in because this guy thinks that he his opinion is the only opinion, and like he knows it all. He knows it all. Like I, yeah, you you tell him the the sky is blue. He might have another argument for it, and that's gonna be that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like this match was bad. You can't, you know, you know, if you like Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman at Money in the Bank, you're a piece of shit because that's not the that that's inaccurate. It was bad. Um, even though you know, I, I thought the puppets were silly. I thought the match itself was really good until the puppets. Mm. I thought they had a hard hitting match. They were, uh, you know, it was very physical, and you know, it was a dud in the Observer newsletter. But um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. His opinion. It matters so much that it's it's considered fact. It's not like Rotten Tomatoes where it's a conglomerate of opinions, yeah, that's right? True. And it's like you know this match got seventy percent or something like that. Um, everyone's like, this was a five star match. Why? Because one guy said so. And you know, there's a, there's a fifty thousand dollar idea, Raj, to do the Rotten Tomatoes of wrestling critique. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, aggregate it all. I don't know if you can make money. It's fifty thousand as opposed to a million dollars, but that easily, you know, uh, could uh, could be something. Leon's a dunk in five dollars. Can we appreciate how awesome it is when Bailey responds back to Cole on commentary during our matches? It's hilarious. One great thing from no crowds. I agree with that. And we'll talk a little more about Bailey later in the show, but uh, I really don't want to get into Elias versus Baron Corbin. Um, Sadly, like, the the one part of the show I did tune into was Elias versus oh Baron God, Corbin. I like why? them both. Why? This feels like they've been doing this match forever. Yes. Elias, they need to move him up. They need to do something with him. He's got a superstar look. He's got charisma. Find something for him. Yeah. And uh, and this was you know Elias. Uh, you know some of. Big big fan supporter of him. He sure. This is this is one of the. Uh, he had a lot of good offense. Some new uh, some people. If you're really a, uh, an Elias aficionado, you'll notice he had some new offense. Uh, I thought that was good, and I thought that you know the way he won, he got you know it was a, it was a roll up win, so it still protects Baron, who's a who's a who's a top heel for them. But yeah, push Elias. I mean, get you know look, he's going to face the winner of AJ versus Shinsuke. You assume AJ. Um, I mean, what a big deal! This even if you get Elias to the finals, that would still be uh, that would still be a step in the right direction for yeah. sure. And I liked him coming out 
to a to to an entrance theme, not having to do you know. Don't have him do, don't overdo him playing guitar because he doesn't have a crowd to play off of, and that that that's why his gimmick is so successful is because he can play off a different crowd every week. So I liked him coming out to a song. It's a song that he's singing. It's one of his tracks that he did. I I, I like this, and I hope they follow through because yeah, it's been the same shit for too long. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, as Tammy and people have pointed out, it's like Corbin's feuds last way too long. I think. He should hate. He hates everyone. Therefore, change it up, man. Like he's this guy should be battling someone new every week. I think his shtick uh, works better. Same with Elias. I think having these guys focused on each other just feels just feels like the same thing again and again. I'm sick of it. I've been sick of it forever now. Um, we had Otis trying to find his partner. Mandy Rose uh, suggested, uh, "Why not ask Braun Strowman? We'll find out how that turned out in a little bit." Wait, who won that match with uh, uh, Elias? Won. Elias, Elias won. I think he should win the tournament. I think he should be the next huh. Intercontinental Champion. You want to push a new guy. AJ, he doesn't need it. He, it, it does help the title establish it again. But I think if you want to push a new guy, I think uh, Elias could use it. He, he's been kind of swimming in that, that same space for a while. And, and Elias is a guy, think about it, uh, in the last, like, you know, not like last year and the year before. This is a guy who... Had a segment with the Undertaker on a Raw. I was there. It was it was awesome. Had a has had multiple segments with John Cena. Had and segment, at WrestleMania. And at WrestleMania with 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 yeah. uh, with Jeff Jarrett. I mean, they have rolled Elias out to be the whipping boy against all the big names they want to bring out. I mean, so like that's yes, fans. He got he ended up on his ass every time. But the fact that the company trusts him to go out there right. in these segments that he are very hold his own. are very delicate. Yes, he can hold right. his own and. I'm pretty confident to say Cena, Undertaker, all those guys went, you know, gave the snot of, yeah, I'll do stuff with him anytime. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, when Elias did this stuff with Cena and Taker that he got buried afterwards. Because remember when Corbin, when he had money in the bank and then he had the thing with Cena and yeah. all of a sudden they didn't feel like he was ready and he, right. he got pushed uh, yeah. underneath really quick. It, that I, never happened with Elias. So you could tell they had, they enjoyed what he brought. And I left out Edge, you know, Edge with the yeah. thing in Toronto, you know, on the pre-show. Yeah. Terrible Trey 89 499 saying late to the podcast. I missed if we talk about it already. We did not. But what are your thoughts on Jim Cornette's comments about Becky's pregnancy? I saw the headline, but wasn't he just saying, like, why'd she do this now? She could have done this later. I don't know. What an idiot. I mean, uh, I, and I, I love, I, I like, I agree with a lot of Cornette's opinions, but why, someone's why personal life. Keep, and... Why couldn't she keep her pants up? Right. Uh, he said, he did say in a traditional Cornette way, I'm not going to read the quote, but. Um, no, read it. What is it? Read the oh, quote. Oh, I'll find it. Yeah, uh, it's it. on Twitter. Cornette, Becky. Why Lynch. couldn't you take the pill? Yeah, it's your top drawing years. <laughs> I can't do Cornette. My macho man is me. So we've been doing Saturday Night's Main Event. It's been, I'm getting it back. I used to be able to do Macho Man like crazy. Oh, yeah. Glenn, get that Jim Cornette quote. Okay. Uh, no, she's not. still got many more years before the effing Easy Bake Oven gets shut off. Oh, God. Ooh. I mean, what do you say? I mean, judging someone for personal decisions they make regarding starting a family you don't you don't know when your window you know your window is i don't know man i've had friends who've had troubles ha trouble having kids does cornet have been trying for kids? 10 years do we know does cornet have kids i don't know i've never heard about him he has a wife but i know that but i've never heard about him having kids yeah um baby maharaja Idiotic. five dollars 
saying Elias should have never turned heel just to have a useless, forgettable feud with Jarrett. They killed his momentum, and now they're starting over. I mean, Elias has been kind of evergreen. I'm not sure he's ever... He hasn't had momentum in a while, but to your point, Raj, like they've put him over so many times. And, and I feel like he works best as a heel, actually. I felt like he should have stayed a heel. I, I feel like... I feel like he loses a step as a baby face, but uh, Justin Lopez, $5 oh and Cornette gosh. compared it to being as bad as Brock leaving for the NFL in 2004. I mean, look, if someone wants to have children, that is absolutely their choice. And I don't fault them for deciding to do it when they want to do it. That's not my issue. I, I don't even know what to say. Like to tell someone they shouldn't have had a baby yet. What the the, 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 I mean, look. The reality is, you you can there is a you can look at a obviously the fact that Becky is is pregnant is is a, is a great thing personally for her and for for Seth. From the business standpoint, you can, there's a pro and con to it. The pro is uh, at a time where you don't need to rely on her for live event ticket sales because you don't have it. Well, sure. She's going to go away. So there's a pro on a business standpoint. You know. The con, obviously, is just from just general relevance and just viewership in general. Yeah, you don't have Roman, you don't have Brock, uh, you know, you don't have Edge every week. You know, there's a lot of guys you don't have, uh, and you're limited in what you can do in the situation at the moment. So you certainly would like to have her around, of course. I mean, there's pros and cons to it from a business, but from a personal standpoint, like who is anybody to say don't have like like she she rose up, she made she's she's forever in history. She's forever in history with what she's got to do with main eventing WrestleMania and and, and 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 the title win. Like so, she could retire tomorrow, and guess what? She will be in the Hall of Fame if she. If, yeah. if, if, so right. like, so this if you're is, so if you're Jim Cornette, like, this story off. gets worse. The more details. Game saying, uh, Cornette saying he'd put a no pregnancy clause in their contracts. I thought oh his point God. originally. Okay, I so give him Cornette's too much just playing a gimmick now. Yeah, he I to what I that. said. I thought he was just saying, "Why now? She, she's the height of her career. Why not wait to have a family?" But no, this actually sounds really terrible the more I learn about this. So, Glenn, I saw you refilled, Justin. You refilled? Uh, I pour, like, triple for these things just to make sure right. I get out. All right, here we go. Ready? Hold on. All right, one second. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shut this off before YouTube takes it down. <laughs> A copyright flag. <laughs> you have to appeal that shit. It was fair use. All right. It was just the music. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, uh, man, modern drinking songs. <laughs> Something. Nothing like Randy Newman's "I Love L.A." You know, I want to put that on, kick open like a Budweiser. I'm just oh, waiting like for Ra- I'm just waiting for Raj's uh, guitar hero party or whatever's going on in there. Like, come <laughs> it's into just synthesizer office. party. I'm waiting for them to come into his office and just like join this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're Ooh, actually that's leaving. Good. Baby Maharaja, what's that Rod Stewart? That did sound like wow, that Rod Stewart yeah. song. That's yeah. where it's familiar from. Oh yeah. What's the Rod Stewart song though? I know the one he's talking about. I but I don't know the name of it. Got the very someone in chat pointed out Baby Maharaja. Come to the rescue with this one. But it does sound like that. Right. Now, next time we'll do a countdown before I play the song again for the next cheers because a couple yes. people are saying they weren't ready. I understand. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, Jesus. Oh yeah. Um, oh, we got another video from the hacker. CM Punk. Did you see him uh, playing off of that on backstage this past week? 
No, no. He had, Young he Hart, had, when he, he when he came on, he he had the sweatshirt and the hoodie, and he. he... Oh my the thund- god! The thunder. F's going thunder. Wow. Jesus. Um. Yeah. So CM Punk was just playing off those rumors. It's not CM Punk. Uh, it's. The smart money is Ali, but now I just think Ali is way too obvious because of the symbol always showing up. I hope they come up with something creative for it. And I hope they don't just drop it, which they've done in the past. That is it's true. Young Turks by Rod Stewart. That's the song. Oh, yeah. That's Turks. what it sounds like. Big Rod Stewart fan, Rush? I, I used to like him back in the... I, I, I know like three of his songs, but I like those three songs. That's some hits. Um, so, Justin Lopez, $5. Once we're back to normal and Sammy returns, he should come back with his IC title and confront the champion. He can't. Razor. They vacate. It's not this. That, that Justin, you can do that with Jordan Devlin, who's the Cruiserweight champion, and now they're crowning an interim. You can do the Razor Sean thing. That's the, that's the rift here, is they allowed Jordan Devlin, who can't travel because of a travel ban, and he's in Ireland. They've allowed there to be that situation. Sammy, they just stripped it the F off of him and said, you're not going to be champion. You're out of the title picture. But Sean was stripped. Uh, all right. Well, still, they're, they, they're, naming, they're, naming this, they're naming this tournament an interim, an interim right, right. champion. Right. But, saying, but Sammy still, again, I, WWE, they don't do that, that big story stuff. Like when Sammy comes back, he's probably just going to be, you know, a, a guy. But, uh, yeah, when Sean, you know, Sammy does have that claim. That he he never lost and he could come back and challenge, but again, who knows if if Sam is waiting until and he he has every right to do uh, during a freaking pandemic, uh, waiting until he feels safe. If this thing is going on for another year at least, um, you know we we don't know when Sam is coming back, and so we'll talk more about it. But um, yeah, anyway. Bob the. Builder $2 Canadian. Is this the worst year creatively for WWE ever? It wasn't before. I mean, last year didn't exactly end on a high note. Like, even pre-COVID, things weren't on the up and up. No, it hasn't been on the up and up in like 20 years. Every year yeah. you, you've seen a, a drop. Well, the professor, $10. Could Otis be like Foley back in the day as Mama's Mama Foley's little boy winning the title with time could be the pop for the unthinkable at a time when there was Rock, Stone Cold, and Triple H? I mean, I think with a crowd, yes, Otis, that would be the feel-good moment, Justin. When the first night they have crowds back, Otis does a surprise cash-in, does the worm all around the ring. Like, I could see that being a big moment. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's – look, I, I, I've said this uh, over and over. So for our very loyal listeners, I'm sorry. Um, look, Money in the Bank, it's, it's, it's always better with heels because the briefcase is a license to steal. So mm. when you give it to a – when you give it to a baby face in Otis who ha- who shows no devious traits, he is just lovable. Well, fun tonight, fat. tonight he's he just sneak well, by for, for, for right. laughs. Right. We'll get there. But when, you know, he's this lovable, fun, fat guy who <laughs> had a problem reading, like when, <laughs> that's how they portray <laughs> So he's lovable, fat guy. Get dyslexia um, like Theo Huxtable. Everyone can relate to that. Uh, when he's lovable, it, 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 it is going to be critical. If they truly try to commit, it's going to be critical about how how and who he cashes in on. He can't cash in on a Braun Strowman. Right. It would have to be a case where Braun gets screwed and gets cashed on, cashed in on by, uh, or not cashed in on, um, uh, Braun somehow gets beat by like a Baron Corbin or somebody who just gets nuclear heat and he gets it in the cheapest way 
And then here's Otis to save the day by stealing the title. That's the only, it's that. Oh, the other way to go is the RVD ECW one night stand where Otis says, I'm picking my date and time. I'm calling it out. But again, he can't do that to a brawn. So it, that's why I say the longer Otis has the briefcase, the better, because that means that they're waiting for that time for it to happen. And that would be the night to do the Mandy Rose turn. Yeah. I mean, the uh, crowd would be go- going nuts. Tony Mastrissen saying, License to Heal. Justin, that should be the name for your first solo hip hop album. <laughs> Me and uh, Fred Durst and I already are in the works. Yeah. Your wrestling and related uh, diss songs. Yeah. Ra- <laughs> hashtag reality check. Yes. Um, Jason Smith, $2 super chat with you. Roger's Macho Man. Uh huh. Raj, do you, do you remember the uh, you remember the Macho Man promo? The cream, Raj. The cream the of the crop. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I am the cream. Forget you know exactly. Love Raj. A year ago, remember when I tweeted out those Friday night videos clips of Macho Man oh, on Friday yeah. night videos? Those like I get weird retweets of those like every like day. couple weeks, <laughs> and one of them tagged Richard Marx, or Richard Marx is yeah. always like replying to it. It's very funny. Yeah. But yeah, dig through my Twitter. Yeah, like, Richard uh, Marx, good friend of mine. Have you met Richard Marx? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, I give a, Can uh, I give a cheap plug on uh, impressions? Yeah. A- after this podcast, because don't leave this podcast right now. After this podcast, go to YouTube. And uh, type in Adam Cole, Justin Labar, and Adam Cole. We I, we had him in the Chair Shot Reality Studio, and we played kind of like a late night game where he had to pick out a wrestler and he had to pick out a topic, and he had to like cut a promo on that topic in that wrestler's character, and he cut a promo as Stone Cold Steve Austin on a high phone bill that <laughs> is like I had to do Razor Ramon on something, and it was okay. Adam Cole killed it, and like we had no prep. I did not. T- it was literally random. So uh, impressions after this, go to YouTube, type that in, find it. It is, it is, it is one of the best things you'll watch. You will <laughs> laugh your ass off if you're an Adam Cole fan. Let me put this out there: if anyone has more episodes of Friday Night Videos hosted by WWF superstars talent, please tweet at me. Like I've only found a couple of them, but they are all just golden. Everyone I've seen is fantastic. Yeah. All right, so before we get back to SmackDown, should we yeah. do one more uh, cheers with the, the chat here? Sure. All right, okay, guys, 10 seconds in the chat, so okay. get your drinks ready. Let me... Uh... Are they on more of a 10-second delay, though? <laughs> Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Cheers, guys. <laughs> It's <laughs> a damn good song. It is very good. Uh, Bob the Builder, Canadian, $2. Now, I read this. I sometimes mix words around. I thought he was saying, if you're six feet under, what are your chances of making it? <laughs> saying, if you're under six feet, what are your chances of oh. making it? Hmm. Dan O'Brien. Yeah. C- CM- well, CM Punk was over six. Punk, he, Chris Punk, Benoit. Punk is exactly six foot. Yeah, Benoit is underneath. Guerrero. Rey Mysterio. You have to be ultra, ultra talented and uh, get the right breaks. And, and the theme with all of those, they weren't out the gate recognized as we're going to make them champion. They had to like claw from underneath to get it. Yeah, yeah. They weren't uh, given the push right out of the gate. They weren't, you know, yeah. treated like a, a Mason Ryan, you know. And Oh, God, what a name. <laughs> or or you, Sullivan. You, God, you've been hanging right. out. Is, is Sullivan still hurt? No, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's good to go. I think yeah. just with all the 
stuff. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know. That, that's a that's a. Yeah, he's made mistakes. He's done, and, and I'm not talking about the other stuff. I'm I just mean <laughs> the, the the message forums. Um, yes, the stuff he posted. Um, you know, well, I'd like to. I, I hope he can get another chance because I think he really did regret all of that. So back to SmackDown tonight. We had <laughs> yes. Naomi versus Dana Brooke. What is it with them? They keep showing that clip. They love that clip of Dana in the Money in the Bank conference room getting the wrong briefcase and Stephanie chastising her. Oh, I mean, it, I mean, it was a, it, it was, it was the false finish of the match, right? Yeah. And, and look, they got Steph- Stephanie was not there live. Stephanie did that from her from her house. Um, and they, they put it in. So it was just a way to get a McMahon. I mean, they got Stephanie and Vince involved in the match, which you hoped if you're at Titan Towers. I was kind of hoping that we'd get Vince. I was kind of hoping for a Vince, Linda, Stephanie, Shane, all the McMahons, but I was thinking, thinking high. That's why W. That's why NXT TakeOver in your house should be at the, McMahon, the McMansion. Yeah. In their house. Yeah, I, I think when you think of the, the most memorable parts of that match, the, I think the parts that stick out, I think it's AJ and and uh, Daniel Bryan in Vince's office, uh, Asuka doing the dive, and then Dana Brooke. So, I mean, she had a, you know, it was kind of a, yeah. was kind of a pretty memorable moment. I thought it was a cool little spot. Baby Maharaja, $2. Why not Sammy return? He's a healthy young guy. Um, he's going to be back. I think, I mean, we don't know. Kevin Owens hasn't been around either. Well, Kevin Owens, Owens says he's, he's injured. Oh. Yeah. He said he suffered a, an ankle injury uh, at, at WrestleMania. Who knows? I mean, look, we're in the middle of a pandemic. If no one's, if someone's not comfortable, we have an, uh, an interview with Deanna Perazzo coming out next week, oh. and she said it was very presumptive of WWE to yeah. keep putting on these shows. So, yeah. well, um, sure, that was a popular that, opinion that did wonders for her career. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and, that, and that interview will be out uh, Monday on our Wrestling Inc. Daily podcast. Yeah, Bob the Builder, two dollars. And Glenn Ruben signing grew up on your music. I doubt that. <laughs> For, uh, for that, say but, Justin's music, but here's the, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, well, Owens says his ankles hurt. And I don't doubt him, but he, uh, if he has an injury, but even if he was healthy, uh, Owens and his family are back in Canada. That's where they live now. And like, so with the, the the travel limits, there might be a problem with getting him back and forth across the border. And then like, Sammy, I'm not surprised. I don't know if Sammy's in Canada. I don't know if he's in Florida. But like, look, this is a guy, Sammy. Whether you agree with it or don't, uh, of his um, politics and beliefs. He's always been very outspoken. He was not a fan uh, of them doing shows in Saudi Arabia. He still isn't. He still has not gone to Saudi Arabia. So I'm not shocked at all by him. Again, no matter what your opinion is, I'm not shocked by him saying, look, I'm not going to go put myself in the risk uh, with, with this pandemic going on. I mean, I, I don't know when he made that decision because I, I, I questioned on the Wrestling Inc. Daily, why did they not just take the title off of Mania if that was his last match oh, with yeah. Dan Bryan? But maybe he had not vocalized at that point his his concerns. Uh, well, this is changing yeah. so fast. Like mm-hmm. you know, the fears of this pandemic. You know, uh, if it's getting better or not. Because remember, originally it was like everything's going to be better by the end of April. <laughs> you know, things were going to open yeah. up. That was what people were being told. Um, clearly, we know that's not the case. Clearly, I don't see. I mean, there's talk of school not opening in the fall. Is where we're at right they, now. They 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 laughed at me and smirked when I bought. A freezer for the garage, and said I need four months and for worth the of bedroom food. and the bathroom. Well, <laughs> hey, you, you need frozen things everywhere, man. Uh, Andre Mitchell, two dollars, saying Cornette has no kids. Thank oh, you for that. So. That explains a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, 
Back to SmackDown, Dana Brooke won tonight over Naomi. Kind of a short match. But they're yep. setting it up like there's going to be a feud. Dana, I, always thought, I always thought Dana Brooke had something. So she, she does, and Dana Brooke has improved tremendously, guys. Like uh, she, not just from what you can see as a viewer, but like I know I've heard from people like she's put the time in. Like she's she's one of those she's one of the ones who like on her days off going to the PC, just just wanting to learn, wanting to like not you know just get better. And she has, she really has. So I, I'm 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 all for any push she gets. I, I was, I mean, I'm a little torn here because I'm all for that, but like, you know, she pins Naomi and Naomi's, I mean, Naomi disappeared for a long time there and now she's back on TV, but like Naomi's one that I think is, uh, oh, hugely talented, filled, yeah, filled with, yeah, filled with charisma. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It was weird. So let's talk about Charlotte Flair who came out after this and the brand to brand invitational. She was out there. It's a little wordy. It's such a stupid idea. Like, why do they try and make these a thing? Why don't they just come up with right. like it's got to no, be wild just, card rule? Just, just say the brand just, extension's paused for now. Right. Just say that due to the circumstances right now that we are, you know, talents are coming from all brands. Just, 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 right. just, just acknowledge uh, to a, uh, an extent what the truth is. Due that, to the current circumstances, yeah, we're freezing the 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 brand extension. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this promo typically braggadocious on Charlotte's part. Uh, Bailey and Sasha came out there to the ring. Charlotte's putting Sasha over and getting into it with Bailey, setting up a champion versus champion match to happen on SmackDown. Uh, she was throwing shade at Bailey's haircut, Justin, your beloved Bailey mom cut. And Bailey has the nose ring. I mean, she's just... She is checking all the boxes right now. She if she gets a tongue ring, I'm out. I'm just She's like out. Then, it's, uh, suburban then it's time for tapate. <laughs> suburban midlife crisis is yeah. what Justin Labar looks for in a woman. <laughs> oh my god! I like Bailey, but I think she's so much better suited as a baby face. You know, it's crazy, Raj. I, you know, I I, enjoy, I I have so much enjoyment out of this. You know, heel Bailey. And somewhere on record, somewhere, I don't remember where, I said probably four or five years ago when Bailey was still in it. Actually, I think it was after I did a performance center tour of the end uh, in like 2015. I think around there, I think I said, I watched Bailey have her Iron Man match against Sasha, 30 man oh, Iron Man match at, at full sale. And I was there for that. I got to go backstage that day. And, and, and it was the first time uh, meeting Triple H. Like I, I, like, I was so in the moment with everything going on that show. So I was invested. I watched this match between Bailey and Sasha, and I was I loved it. Izzy's in the crowd, and Sasha used Izzy like taunt at her, the the Bailey super fan. And I think I like I tweeted or went on a pocket whatever and said like Bailey could have like John Cena type potential in the main roster with the merch and the babyface run. Yeah. I really felt it at the time, and that sounds stupid having seen that they did not, you know, follow through with her or, or it didn't work out. Um, so yeah, like she's a heel. I, I think it's okay. But yeah, it's weird. She she had the makings to just feel like her character was babyface or nothing. Mm -hmm. She's the huggable wrestler, right? And she's got to be the babyface. I don't think it's failed as a heel. I, I yeah, think I don't the, think it's I, failed. I, I think the internal hope is: can we reset her with a heel run of credibility, and then can we can we try yeah. the, the babyface run again? When I look at, yeah, uh, I was gonna say when I look at Sasha as a heel, it's just she's very natural. It doesn't seem like an yes. act. Bailey looks like she's having to act 
it's it's the Fonzie Chachi dilemma. Sasha is the Fonzie of the two. Yeah. Like it's effortless for her. Bailey is just not a cool heel. Uh, if she was alone, if there was no Sasha Banks there. Um, also tonight, Charlotte again uh, dropping the blueprint on Sasha Banks every time. Mm-hmm. Like my blood pressure just ticks up ten points every time that happens. Yeah, that's why Matt didn't come on. Just, just really, so just angry. Human. Just need to stand outside in the rain. Uh, Bob the Builder, $5 Canadian. Do you guys ever think Scott Steiner goes in the Hall of Fame? Also, I'm so ready for Dark Side of the Ring with Owen Hart. Owen Hart for Hall of Fame. Neither of those, I don't see either of those names getting in. Owen Hart, because his wife doesn't want him in. And totally respect. It's his family, his wife. She was the closest to him. Uh, you know, mother of his children. Uh, and feels like, uh, you know, that's, those are their wishes. Um, so I would know un- unless Martha ever has a change of heart. Um, as for Scott Steiner, he's burned a lot of bridges. I think it would be, I think it'd be one of those things that it, it would be in a very long time. Uh, Trojan Magnum PI $2 saying Bailey's going to call in and ask to speak to Glenn. <laughs> <sighs> Have they called her Karen on the air yet? Has that happened? Not yet. <laughs> they haven't gotten that real. Uh, also, have we heard OK Boomer yet in WWE programming? I feel like they're behind some of this stuff. Vince wouldn't get that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bob the Builder CA says, apparently when Raj from Wrestling Inc. gets drunk, he acts the same as Raj from Big Bang Theory, a show I've never seen. Very same interesting. Here. I don't You've never, happens. neither of you? No. Um, okay. okay so I know me, Raj from what's happening. So let, me, yeah. let me explain that so I can, I can, uh, so, so Raj on Big Bang Theory, uh, he, he, he's, he, he's, he's Indian. He's very shy and timid, and he lives in California in the culture. He's especially shy and timid around women. He does not speak around – he gets mute around women until he discovers alcohol, and when he drinks alcohol, he can speak around women, and hmm. and, and he has a comfort. So it's like a Stefan Urkel situation. No, no, no. Like I'm, his finish uh, no, to the Popeye, no, that no, kind no, of thing. No, 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 no. Stefan <laughs> – that, that is an incorrect – that is an incorrect cro- – no. Stefan Urkel was just the cool DNA of Steve Urkel. Stefan Urkel was just cool. It, 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 it's a different, it's a different apples to oranges thing here. Let me, uh, speaking of Popeye and spinach, Raj, we just gave like 30 cans of canned spinach to the food pantry, which I bought. And I'd only had canned spinach once in my life as a child. And because I loved Popeye and I demanded to my mom, I want to eat spinach. Popeye eats spinach. She was like, well, here we have some fresh spinach for you. It's like, no, Popeye eats it from a can. Mom, get me canned spinach. And you uh, chug it from bite. the can. Yeah, well, I took one bite and I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. I'm never eating spinach again. It was 20 years <sighs> until I had spinach after that. Yeah. Glenn, the most simplified explanation a pro wrestler has ever given to me about the business was I was at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame when it used to be in Amsterdam, New York. Uh, I was with a guy. He was a jobber in the um, uh, in, in the Georgia Championship Wrestling days. Uh, we were up there and and, and we're talking. And he was a great guy. Had a lot of fun, a lot of stories. And he's like, "Look, wrestling's real simple. Every match is Popeye going to get a spinach. That's all it is." Yeah. And he oh, said that. And oh, I was oh, like, oh. "I was like, God, man!" I was like, "You really dumbed this down, but you ain't wrong." <laughs> <laughs> Michael Byers saying Big Bang Theories and the Goonies. Raj, dude, hey, I will do Goonies when Justin does Rocky. Actually, you got to give me odds. Three to one. You got to do three Rockies and, and my one Goonies. <laughs> That's fine. I just, my wife and I, we just finished uh, 
season three of Ozarks, and now we're looking for something new. She wants me to start. I've done the first. I've done. She wants me to do all the Star Wars in chronological order. So I did like the prequel. Now she wants me to do the seventies films. I'm in, I'm all for that, but I I'll do some Rockies because I do feel like me as a guy like around like combat sports, I probably should know Rockies. Let's do it. We we should pick a day. You do those three Rockies. I'll do the Goonies. It's on. There you go. Uh, so hold on a second. Uh, we got this question here. <laughs> All right. Justin Lopez, $2, saying Justin needs to do Rocky and Jaws. Ooh. You weren't on that night. So uh, Matt Morgan has forbid Justin can't even do the Jaws. Da-da-da-da. It's like you can't even make the reference if you haven't seen the movie. Matt was living. What do I need to see, though? Look, first off, I grew up in a beach community in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland. <clears throat> I don't need to watch about further fear of like things in the water. All right, I spent a lot of time in the water. Secondly, now it's coronavirus. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do I need to know? They're on a boat. There's a big fucking shark. We don't see the shark. That's part of like the mystique is like you like it's it, it, it's it's the fear of the unknown. What do I need to see? Yeah, it's I like know the last twenty minutes. I know all the iconic lines like we're gonna need a bigger boat. Like I, I know them all. I get it. I don't need to watch. Jaws. I will say I didn't see The Exorcist until like 2008, and I feel like pop culture had ruined it for me. Like it probably would have been a really great movie if I hadn't already had all the gags and everything spoiled. So maybe there's something to that. I am error. This is for you, Justin. This is for the drinking fun. VKM voice, please. Damn it! You're sending two dollars, but Raj is getting all of it. <laughs> Justin. What are you saying? That's my my Raj, can we, can, needs can, work. Can we negotiate like, either a raise or part of the or part of the funds? Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, Bob the Builder, two dollars Canadian, saying I these are hard times, Daddy. I saying, got I got mouse. Oh yeah, Justin, these are hard times. You tell him. I got mouse to feed. I got mouse to feed. I have a wine and dine with the kings and queens. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, saying I need to do the last dance. I'm assuming he means the movie with Julia Stiles, where she's the dancer who falls in love and then wants to go to Juilliard. Uh, classic, classic teen film from the early 2000s. And now I'm eating on the pocket beans. Julia Stiles, yeah, she was, uh, she was something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I'm a little rusty. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right, SmackDown. SmackDown. Oh, the Forgotten Sons promo. This was interesting. Did you catch they their their tagline? Uh, Raj, I know you didn't because you didn't watch it. Glenn, did you catch? <laughs> <laughs> did you catch? They did the whole thing about closed fists, which closed fists was part of like the the the, the oh, revival yeah. trademark fight. They like they 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 put to their heart to the closed fists. So I, that caught my attention. That like they they took like some almost like revival written material, but I liked it. You know the gimmick of three guys who were military who came back home and weren't celebrated, kind of like you know Vietnam vets who were ignored. Yes, it, that, I mean, it was, that, that's pretty actually original. WWE's never really done well, that. For it's like group. Rambo. It's like three Rambos. Uh, also, if people have never seen it, First Blood, like the Rambo movies, get their uh, valid criticism for being over the top. The original First Blood is a fantastic film. That is so tonally different. Highly recommend it. I think it's the best film of the Rambo series. Glenn, when is there a two-minute period where you don't need me? I have to go refill. Go ahead. We'll play the we'll play the music. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, just kidding. I, uh, we'll, I don't want to get this video pulled. I'm so getting pulled. So getting shut down. <laughs> so getting shut down. Um, 
<laughs> somebody somebody got this screenshot raj you know, lighten the mood here a little bit because we're talking politics yeah, it's like matt morgan's on. proof any everywhere i know just Whoa. a screen grab right there oh no oh geez <laughs> I, I look like uh what's his face uh alex, alex jones Al, alec jones or alex jones alex jones yeah jesus yes proof. uh yes so where are we at now? Oh, uh, oh, this is a high point. This is something I really want to talk about. This is going to unite the chat room. This is going to unite the panel here tonight. Well, except Raj, who didn't watch the show, uh, but appreciate you hanging in here anyhow with it. Uh, but Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. So much to love about this match. High point of the night. Match of the week. Better than arguably anything we saw at Money in the Bank. It's no surprise there. Both these guys are just freaking awesome. You know, hopefully Daniel Bryan won, right? Uh, yes, Dan. See, I thought Drew Gulak should have gotten over. You know why I would have thought Drew Gulak would have went over? Because I could see Daniel Bryan being like, seeing the the booking sheet where he's going over, where Daniel Bryan's going over, and saying like, no, I want Gulak to go over. Because Daniel Bryan's all about bringing these younger guys up, whether it's Ali, Drew Gulak, um, the other name sure escaping me, but he's, he's always trying to bring up uh, these talented guys. And, um... But I think if you want this Intercontinental title tournament to be star-studded or, you know, the top guys, I think Daniel Bryan makes the most sense right now. I, and I didn't see this match, but I'm sure that Drew Gulak was elevated. No? No, it was good. I mean, Drew Gulak uh, looked good. Justin LaVar's back. Justin! Yeah. How are you doing? What do you got to drink? Same? More, more absolute Labar. There's a there's a bar in Brooklyn uh, that I used to do SummerSlam pre parties that named this after me. It's it's vodka, it's absolute vodka and Sprite. It's the absolute Labar. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. I, 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 I did I did, an, I did an after party with Sheamus. Sheamus has a video on his at the time of his Instagram doing the absolute Labar. Yeah, this is a famous drink. Simple. I remember remember Justin and when we were in New Orleans at that WrestleMania, they had the the. Uh, the seat and you do the shot of tequila and they oh, spin and you that, around that, over that's, that's spirits on bourbon yes. yeah yeah <laughs> my god i not 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 the day that i met you and the lovely mrs raj right uh, but it was a couple nights later we went like that was our last night in town we uh we we tied one off and went to a few piano bars had to listen to music and then we went you know and, and like not to brag but like it, it's nice when you know the owners and like you know you can get like food and drinks kind of expedited but then the fact that you know those people and then you do the shot share the women are like extra abusive in their treatment of you trying to give you the shot. It was a, it was a bad, it was a, if you're ever in new Orleans on bourbon street, go to spirits on bourbon. It's a John Taffer rescued bar. It's one of the most successful bar rescues ever. I've done so many events. I've done like three events there in the last uh, five years. It's a great, great place, but yes, safe, safe to say that new Orleans is the best, uh, WrestleMania city of all time. How's Mrs. Raj? Uh, she's good. She's waiting for me because we got a Zoom call here that we're going to start as soon as I finish this. She's like tapping her foot looking at you right now. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting the look like, let's do this. Okay. This is a long SmackDown, apparently. Well, I know. It takes, <laughs> it's funny. It takes longer. Raj, you're the king of the segue tonight. Normally, I'm the one that's just going off topic. Um, yeah. Bring her on for a drink. <laughs> she should come on for the next drink. What's her I drink? Should. I, should, I should ask her. Bring her off the next drink. <laughs> so, Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. 
fantastic match, amazing match, incredible match, best one, match. Yeah, one of the most technical matches you're going to see. And like, you know, this is not for everybody's taste, you know, but this was very throwback. Like, uh, this felt like some like 1995 Bret Hart stuff. This was very like just tight. And I know that's not for everybody. At the, in, in 2020, that's just not something for everybody. But this was fun to watch. And, um, you know, uh, Brian got the win, right, Glenn? Yes, which yes. I thought oh. Gulak could have used the the win here. I, I could totally see Brian pitching to Vince or whomever, have <laughs> Drew beat me, and I'm just saying, damn it, no. That's exactly what I was saying while you were gone. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel Bryan, though, it makes me think he's definitely going to the finals with this because he was talking about the anniversary of uh, giving up the championship when he had to retire. I think and, he should, you know, if it's not going to be Elias, I think Daniel Bryan would be next. His side of the bracket's tough. You have Brian, and then you have the winner, and you got to figure Sheamus or Jeff Hardy. That's that left side of the bracket's hard. To, I, I got, that's a pretty stacked left side there. Yeah. So after this, we had Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler backstage cutting a promo on Mandy Rose. Uh, Deville predicting she's going to be barefoot in a trailer cooking dinner for Otis and a bunch of kids. Uh, she has a lot of plans to ruin Rose's life. Uh, called her a bitch and blew her a kiss. Like, wh- like, like, learn some other derogatory words, Vince McMahon. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a little tired. I still get this weird vibe of like Sonya, who, you know, part of her deal, and I know Matt's been into it, is like she's, you know, she's openly uh, gay. Like, I still get this feel like Dolph's trying to get with her. Yes. Like, well, in storyline, she's not. In, in her character on right. TV is not. I, I just get the feel like like when she delivered that last bitch line and it was like the hard sell to the camera. Dolph was still like kind of like admiring her. I'm just get this feel. Like, and this is yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler who used to have a T-shirt, a WWE T-shirt that said Dolph Ziggler stealing your girlfriend since 1985 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this like, was that's, very that's the problem with fans knowing too much now because that would have been a cool storyline where Dolph is going after her and then. Like, no one knows that Sonya Deville is really gay, and then she comes out, and, you know, and and then, I don't know, has a, I don't know. I, I just, no, no one's buying that Dolph is, doesn't know that Sonya Deville is, you know. I don't gay. know. Lisa wrote a song about this. I think uh, it happens more often than you'd think. Hmm. Very Chasing Amy situation. The, uh, uh, it's, the, it's the funky cold Medina. That is a much, much different song and uh, a little problematic. As she, the kids said, would say. she said her name was Sheena. A little, Sheena. Let's just leave it at problematic. <laughs> for the time. I've been watching a lot of Top of the Pops from 1989. I'd forgotten uh, how over that song was back then. I had no idea the guy that sung that song in Wild Thing was like the, the, the buddy cop to, Tone Jim, to Jim Carrey and, and Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, yeah. Tone Loke, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so he played at StarCast in Chicago. Did he really? Um, and uh, passed him in the hallway. Uh, he stunk up the backstage because he wanted shrimp from Hooters, specifically shrimp from Hooters. What's wrong with shrimp? From Hooters. Well, it's wild, wild sauce, right? Or whatever they had there. It was I wild sauce. That, that's Taco Bell. Stunk up the entire uh, backstage area. And he did Funky Cole Medina and he did Wild Thing. And then he did other people's songs. He did like Gin and Juice. He did Rapper's Delight. Like he didn't play a single other one of his songs. Because nobody knows that. Yeah, I don't know. That, those are the, I want to hear two. Woke After Dark. I oh. don't even know what that is. No, look, after after Wild Things and Funky Cool Medina, you better pull into the cover base there. It was- Glenn, it's Funky Cool Medina or nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was getting it, I'm getting it back. I'm getting the Macho Man back. You got it going on. Uh, so the main event, the Miz and Morrison versus Otis and Braun Strowman. Wait, Braun... Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak wasn't the main event? No. No. Wow. That was, that was a great surprising. match. And I would even say, for people that say, you know, I don't like this sort of spot fest indie wrestler, technical wrestling stuff, I think... I do not think there's any way anyone could have watched this match and not enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was very good. Highly recommend. Um, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, I missed SmackDown. Watched the new Justice League animated movie. Amazing. Did see Gulak lost to Daniel. WWE missed the boat. AJ versus Gulak would be awesome. I agree. But makes me think, though, maybe Daniel's winning it. I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, if you want star power, he's the him and the, or AJ Styles are the, are the ones. But like, if Brian wins, it's like you could have done this two months ago, just having him beat Sami Zayn. I don't know. If you yeah, want him, well, if you want, if you wanted but, him to be the IC champion, just give. I don't know. But they had plans for Sami before. Now that yeah, he's out, I know. But I, I, I would rather. You know what? Re, you know what I they rather, could do. I would rather reestablish Sheamus. I'd rather commit to jeff hardy's comeback i'd rather get elias to the next level i'd rather any and i love what, daniel bryan what about this listen to this what if daniel bryan wins drew gulak's in his corner after after the match drew gulak just beats the piss out of daniel bryan turns heel <laughs> and that sets up kind of like that larry zabisco bruno I, granted it's not that but you know that uh, that's what teacher if, versus student what if he wins and then drew gulak wants to do a celebratory powerpoint presentation saying why daniel bryan's the best champion ever and then the last slide is him turning on daniel bryan he gets to make it through the powerpoint presentation and then attacks so that would be like jericho owens the yes. festival of friendship yeah. thing but with powerpoint you know what I, I, i'd rather seamus jeff hardy or elias quite honestly yeah I, I agree i think elias just to bring him up because i feel like he could use it I think Elias beats Daniel Bryan, and that's... Uh, I disagree. I think Elias should have maybe five or 600 more matches against Baron Corbin, and then <laughs> it'll really take off. All right. <laughs> so the main event tonight, Braun Strowman did come out to help Otis. Oh, my God. Against Miz and Morrison, Braun and Otis won. Otis joked like he was going to cash in the briefcase, and said, just kidding, buddy. Braun fist-bumped him. He hugged Mandy. He picked her up. Uh, we got to see Dueling Worms. Yes, Stroman I was saying, the Dueling Caterpillars. That was fun yes. to watch. Uh, mean, wait, with who? Braun and Otis both did Caterpillars to yeah. then hit Morrison. Braun really did it? Oh, he uh, ter oh. terribly, terribly. Braun, he tried. Braun, Braun breakdances as well as I do, which is to say not very okay, well. Gotcha. Um, but I like that they put in the effort. Oh, it was fun. This was a fun minute. I don't know. It was, it was fun. fun. But but just having, again, having Otis in that picture with Braun, like it made Otis, yeah. you know, Braun got the win, or Braun got the pinfall and the win, uh, which I would have actually rather Otis have, quite honestly. But um, he got the pinfall, but like Otis, he felt like a little bit more bigger of a deal. He got, he, he, he was with the world champion. He's on the winning team. The hot Blonde comes out and jumps in his arms and hugs him and kisses him. Like Otis felt like a bigger deal. And you know, it's what like Bruce Pritchard would always say, sprinkling that Hogan dust, you're sprinkling that Braun dust. You know, sure. you're kind of letting letting people see Otis with the top guys and in yeah. the top guy mix, and and it just people getting used to that that he is yeah. in that mix. So yep. Yep. again, I didn't see it, but I, I like the idea of it. This was a very watchable episode of SmackDown. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it was very pleasant to have on. There were some good moments. 
Jeez, good way to a end bunch of news. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Sami Zayn. Quickly, uh, I'll just say this: I, I if if Sami Zayn comes back and he's buried, then it sucks. But the Intercontinental Title is not like he, he's a little protected by holding that belt. But I understand, like if he's not going to be around for a while, <laughs> then taking it off, moving it on, as long as Sami's not in a different position, more or less, than he was before. Um, so I, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I don't think it's as... I think, again, and I, I, well, the problem becomes is you have a precedent right here of Jordan Devlin, we're not going to strip you the title, we're going to make an inner tournament, and then Sammy, we're going to strip you after we hear that WWE says, right. hey, guys, anybody wants to stay home, we're not going to fault you to, we're not going to punish you. Well, look, even though, and like Nick Hausman and I got into debate on this, I encourage everybody to listen to Wrestling Inc. Daily. Nick and I are on there uh, multiple times. Nick and I got, you know, Nick put up, Nick had a very good argument of, look, the titles are just props, which is true. Uh, But while it's a prop, the the icy title also is like, okay, you're the title holder, so you are forcing WWE to at least book you regularly in some capacity. Uh, so now this could potentially just push Sammy to the end of the line and he doesn't get any bookings. And I'm not a huge Sammy fan. I don't think his, I don't, I don't get off on his gimmick. I think he actually blocked me once upon a time, but I do feel a little bad for him because compared to like a Jordan Devlin situation, like, well, what the, what the F man? Like, well, again, and, and I think it, again, that comes back to where they bring him at back at. If he's still, at that same level. Because, again, the Intercontinental title isn't what it used to be. It's not the Intercontinental title that Macho Man Savage had, you know, the feud over. It's it's that used to headline B-shows. It's now anyone can have it. It, yeah. it doesn't really matter. So, um, Tammy pointing out Andrade has suspension and an injury and didn't have to drop the title. It I... was just a suspension. It was just a 30-day oh. suspension. And he was back right after. So they knew they had a time frame of when he was coming back. They don't know when Sammy's coming back. Regardless, if I had to pick a superstar to bet a large amount of money that would speak his mind and piss off some of the top brass, Sammy Zayn, like, is by yeah. far the odds-on favorite. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, no. I mean, look, I, I, I'm all for Sammy. I, I, I 100% agree with him. Not wanting to go. I mean, look, you go to if you were on a flight right now, no one's flying because of the concerns of what's going on oh, right it's now. Terrible. So you can't no. you can't blame him for not I, wanting to. And that's why it goes to where I don't know where he's living. If he's back in Canada, like like Edge, Edge lives in Carolina. Edge has been driving to Florida when he's needed for WrestleMania right. for Raw. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy lives in, in Carolina. He's driving to Jacksonville when needed for AEW to to avoid the 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 risk of flying. So, like, I get it, you know, like, especially if Sammy's in Canada, I get it. I, that's fine. But on the one hand, it's like you're Sammy Zane. You've never, you've never sold out a house for WWE ever. But then on the other hand of it, it's like, well, they, they did this interim thing with the Cruiserweights. Why would they not do an interim with the IC? I mean, they're, yeah, they're sending a message. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I do got to run. I'm getting, I'm getting some okay. angry text from my wife. Well, uh, let's talk real quick about the AEW. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll jump off. I'll let you guys wrap up. But let's talk real quick about the ratings. Did you guys uh, catch that? Uh, Dynamite, they did their lowest number ever, 654,000 yeah. viewers. Um, down 11% from last week. 
uh, NXT, they still managed to beat NXT, which is 604,000 viewers. They were down 9%. It was Dynamite's lowest rating ever, NXT's fourth lowest rating ever. Uh, in the 18 to 49, Dynamite did a 0.23 rating, their lowest ever. Uh, NXT did 0.15, which was tied for, uh, they had a couple other shows that did that. So bad numbers all around. Um, you know, again, we, I'm not we talked about Meltzer. He when Raw does a bad rating, it's it's a fifteen minute segment on a show. When AE Dynamite does a bad one, it's it's like oh well, it was because there was also this and this, but it beat NXT, destroyed NXT in this demo. But this is not this is a bad number. And when they had gone up the week before, I mean, it didn't surprise me. Uh, number one, I didn't realize this, but like again, Nick Houseman wrote this up. Uh, Survivor finale, which I know did really well, and I did see a lot of people on Twitter about Survivor, so competition there. UFC um, was there too, right? And also, look, if something good is happening on the show that's unadvertised, that translates into good YouTube views and a good trending on Twitter. But if you don't have a lot of stuff promoted going into the show, like there, like two weeks ago, AEW had a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff that was promoted. This past week, there wasn't. There, there, we did not know what we were going to get on the show. So I'm not surprised there was less people tuning in. Uh, that, uh, the, 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 there wasn't a big list of like all these matches or storylines that were going to be addressed. So, Which is weird because it was the first week back live. Exactly. Or no, second week back live. Pardon. Right. No, so, no, no. This, this week was taped from last week. It was taped. For, oh, wait. Yeah, right. NXT was. Taped. NXT was. So I'm not surprised. You know, it, it, you, it, I'll never forget you know, Kevin Nash. I always remember him telling me this. You can't make money off what you don't promote, you know? And so if you don't promote things, then... Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, I, 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 I do feel like, in my opinion, just from a spectator, I feel like Dynamite has had the best presentation of this empty arena area era, but part of that's because it's not empty. They have fans in the stand. Uh, but um, these numbers are troubling. You know, they're... Uh, they need to they need to grow that audience and i think they're reaching a hardcore fan and granted it's hard to read reach mainstream fans when you can't have crowds and that's a big part of it but um i just feel like they're the stuff that they have there's a lot of goofy stuff on that show and not enough big stuff that gets that gets people really invested as opposed to haha that's funny oh that's cute oh the best friends hugging oh you know like that kind of stuff so anyway that's my opinion i gotta get out of here um okay. and with that glenn rubenstein justin labor mm, yeah i'm gonna leave you with a little something something from the box <laughs> It's going to get taken down, literally, within like, a minute of posting. Everyone that's watching it live, you've witnessed the the forgotten Wrestling Inc. podcast. This will be like the Bret Hart versus Tom McGee match. We'll never be able to oh, find yeah. it again. Seriously, so what um, else do we got, Justin? Uh, I think the other, only other thing that we did not touch on, we touched on Sammy, touched on Dynamite. Um, uh, Rachel Ellering, who is the oh, daughter yeah. of Paul Ellering, she was... Uh, released from NXT, not recently. The, the, she was released when the the mass dump happened. Uh, it's kind of just being publicized now. She was released. Um, interesting here. She was released, and maybe there's more connected to her release. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, 
Uh, Ellering was one who had uh, spoke about spoke out about uh, Delvey's medical, about the procedures, and you know she was rehabbing, uh, reconstructing oh, wow. knee surgery. Um, you know, she worked May Young Classic last year, uh, having torn an ACL, and you know just just had some general complaints about the medical process, which of course that's a delicate situation. Going back to the CM Punk situation uh, of his complaints, so. Uh, kind of uh, Rachel and WB maybe not not in the the right place with each other. Um, did she want out? Did were they looking to get rid of her? Nobody knows. Maybe an interview will be captured with her that'll yes. get the truth or get, at least get her side of it. But nonetheless, she is uh, uh, no longer with the company. So boss is gone. So I'm taking off the tie, loosening <laughs> loosening up a little bit. You do you. Wrestling Inc. After Dark. You do you. You think Matt watched it all? Ah. Uh, no, he didn't watch it. He, maybe he'll watch after the fact. Maybe. I'll get texts from him at 3 a.m. Right. Yes. Uh, so is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, only other thing. This was actually late breaking. I wish Raj stayed on for this, actually. Oh. Um, I don't know who to source this to. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. But it's on Wrestling Inc., that it's it's understood that the Undertaker is actually signed to a 15 year deal as of last year with WWE. If you remember last year, the Undertaker actually cropped up to have a star cast appearance and some a few That's other right. non WWE appearances, which was like mind blowing. This is the Undertaker. Why would he be doing anything non WWE related? Uh, and those were pulled quickly. You know, said to have gotten pulled back in the Stanford camp. Uh, and it's understood that uh, he signs some type of 15-year deal for an, an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, that's interesting because 15 years, he's going to be 70 when it expires. So essentially, a lifetime contract, Vince making sure that his his baby of the character of the Undertaker is not uh, exploited by anybody but him until <laughs> the man, Mark Calloway, dies. That, that's some weird pimp shit right there. Yes, like... yes. And the next in chapter two of the last ride comes out Sunday. So yes, uh, well there you have it, folks. So when when do we got wrestling next Monday? Monday. Yep. Okay, me Justin Labar, Matt Morgan. No, me Raj Giri, Matt Morgan. You never, know. Lab- you, you never know. You never know. Raj didn't have a lot of questions. I don't think he's been listening to the podcast, Justin. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, but f- four minutes and fifty seconds, he names drops Ryback. Right. Yeah, I text him this morning. I text Raj this morning. Noticing a mistake on the site, I'm on the Ryback podcast. Right, now. that's what his <laughs> response was. Well, it's not my site, dude. You want to go fix this? There you have it, folks. Uh, so look, everybody, have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. It's a crazy world out there, and uh, we appreciate you spending your Friday night with us. I'm sobering up a little bit now. It's a good ooh, show. Ooh. Well, you know, it's still, it's it's almost midnight on the East Coast. Still uh, not even, it just got dark here on the West Coast. Take another drink and pop a blue chew, Glenn. There you have it. On that note, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 